Hey, you, before you hit that fast forward button, hear me out. If you've downloaded this episode on its release day, then it's the day after Thanksgiving. And that means Black Friday. Woo! Let's be honest. Black Friday looks a little different this year. And if you're looking for an amazing holiday promotion without actually having to go to the mall, we've got it. I literally just got off the phone with Jay, the owner of Riss and Cal, and he's running a supercharged promotion now through December 31st. He's put a charging bundle together, which includes a wall charger, a car charger, and four charging cables of your choice. Normally $55 if purchased separately. Matt, you only get them for 35 bucks. Isn't that insane? Holy cow, $35. And now there's also another discount they can get, correct? Yeah, as a listener of the show, if you use the coupon code BEERS, B-E-E-R-S, at checkout like you normally do, you get 15% off bringing your purchase to less than 30 bucks. Wow. Holy cow. But that is not all. While supplies last, if you purchase a total of $50 or more in product, you're going to get the official Beers and Ears Bluetooth keychain speaker for free. Now, if you think about it, these gifts are perfect for anybody in your life who has a cell phone. And let's be honest, that's everyone. So skip the trip to the mall and get free two-day shipping. Head over to www.4frills.com shop. That's the number four, P-H-R-I-L-L-S dot com slash shop. Purchase at least $50. And with that cell phone charging bundle, you're already more than halfway there. And you'll get a free Beers and Ears Bluetooth speaker. Remember, every purchase goes to help support our show. But remember, supplies are limited. And this offer is only good until December 31st, 2020. Let's start the show. Welcome to the Beers and Ears podcast. Here are your hosts, Casey Woolley and Matthew Brown. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Beers and Ears podcast. My name is Casey. My name is Matt. Happy Black Friday, everyone, if you're listening to this on release day. I know, although Black Friday, a little different this year. You got to be socially distanced, got to wear those masks. Uh, All we can say right now is be safe while you're out there. And uh, as you heard at our top of the promo just now, uh, if you don't want to go out the mall, take a look at fourfrills.com. You might be able to find a great promotion or uh, gift for somebody in your life there. How you doing, Matt? I'm doing fantastic. Uh, how about you? I'm good. I'm good. We were just talking before the show how much we really enjoy these recording sessions. We do these recording sessions typically on Thursday nights. We usually do two shows in one, and they're just fun to catch up with one another. I always look forward to talking to my buddy Matt. <laughs> exactly. And when we have awesome episodes to prepare for, like I, since we have we birthed the idea of this episode. <laughs> The wheels of my brain have been thinking, and this is one of the few episodes where I had too many ideas, and I had to, like, tone it down, otherwise this episode was going to be, like, three hours long. All right, so what we're calling this episode is This For That. So it's not This Or That, it's This For That. And so I pitched this idea to Matt. I said, we needed something that was fun, upbeat while you're out there doing your holiday shopping, maybe waiting in line to get into the store because of you know capacity limits. You want to be able to listen to some stuff that's easy to digest and maybe you can pause. So that's what this show is all about. And the idea is this. 
you know, the 50th anniversary of Magic Kingdom's coming up. Disneyland's been around for 65 years now. You know, lots of great stuff. Disney's been part of our lives for longer than most of us have been alive. So that said, I kind of challenged Matt. I said, what could we do? What if we put a show together where we went to each of the four parks in Walt Disney World and said, hey, what would we like to see in the park? Something new. It could be anything. But the caveat is you have to take something out and it has to be something equal to what you're putting in. So, for example, you can't put, uh, uh, you know, an E grade attraction in and take out, you know, an A uh, level attraction. It's got to be, you know, this for that. It's got to be relatively equal. So I think we're going to have a lot of fun with this. You know, we didn't have a whole lot of rules. We'll just kind of go around from park to park. Uh, and see which each of us has. Um, so, Matt, I'm excited that you you're excited about this one. Yeah, this is I, I'm I'm a big ideas guy. Um, I, I don't necessarily always have the technical knowledge for the ideas, but I, I love coming up with ideas. And you know, Disney just has a plethora of intellectual properties and things that you can pull from. Mm-hmm. And even I thought more of the fun of this, though, was figuring out, hmm, what would I give up? Because mm-hmm. I challenged myself to really give up something that wasn't just an attraction that I'm like, ah, yeah, I usually skip this attraction anyway, so I don't mind getting rid of it. Like, I, I challenged myself to pick attractions and things that, no, I, I go on this when when I'm down in the parks, but mm-hmm. I would trade it for this idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you 100. percent It's gonna be a lot of fun too. And and again, there's not a lot of rules around this, so I think we just, just dive right into it. So, Matt, which park do you want to travel to first? I feel like we need to save Magic Kingdom for last. Correct. I'm okay with that. I'm okay yeah, with that. Yeah, yeah. So, um, let's start. Let's just start at Animal Kingdom. Let's start with the newest park at Animal Kingdom. Right. Um, uh, you know, I usually take honors, but uh, let's let let's let's hear yours first. All right, I'm good with that. So. This one actually was relatively easy for me to think about. So one of the things I was really cautious about is not only is this something I want to put into the park, but it also has to fit the theming. It also has to make sense in the park that it's going into and, you know, why it's going in. You can't just shove a a technological attraction in the middle of of Animal Kingdom. You know, that doesn't make a lot of sense. And plus, there's a lot of other theories out there right now about things that could be coming to the parks later on, like a Zootopia attraction. So I didn't want to take something that's already been done. That said, I thought about Animal Kingdom, and Animal Kingdom is supposed to be all about animal life. It's supposed to be all about the study of animal life and the educational aspects of it. But one of the areas that I feel that we are lacking in Animal Kingdom quite a bit, actually, is anything having to do with marine life in Animal Kingdom. And coming off the heels of Finding Dory and Finding Nemo, our our debate um, a couple weeks ago, a couple episodes ago, I thought... Dino Land, which has kind of run its course. And I love Dinosaur the Ride. Don't get me wrong. I love Primeval World. But Dino Land has kind of run its course. I know a lot of people have been calling for that to go away. I thought that would be a perfect place to put a a literally mock-up, a a real-life version of the Marine Life Institute from Finding Dory. I mean, let's be honest. Epcot's got the Finding Nemo attraction, which is really subpar. The Turtle Talk with Crush is pretty cool, but it's for little kids. It's not really meant for adults, usually. I mean, if you go in there by yourself, you're going to get a lot of weird looks. I I get it. That said, 
to have a marine life institute where dino land is at and have the way i kind of imagined is where dinosaur is currently at how cool would it be to have an attraction where you can ride the eac with crush right and squirt um have a have some animatronics of bailey and of destiny right um that you can see and of course you want to do the whole sea world thing because that's that's done after you know blackfin but i'm talking disney could do it up with animatronics and you could actually have real life animals there too real fish stingrays and stuff that are in captivity just the way that disney is doing it with other animals but how cool would that be in that section you know the living seas that uh the nemo attraction is in it really the main kicker is not the ride the fact is i want to say that aquarium is like the third largest in north america or it something like is. that and it gets so short suited because the ride itself is bleh. i mean i don't know if you've ever been on it but it's bleh. Oh, the and last I think- time that i took my in-laws um because my 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 father-in-law really he's a big fisherman he likes fish and so I, in taking them on this attraction, I, I, I warned them. I'm like, okay, you're going to get on this ride and you're going to go, why in the world did Matt tell us to do this? I was like, just the ride is just a vehicle to get to where we need to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I'm with you. I just think you could do something and have a much more representation of the Finding Nemo and Finding Dory franchise in the park that it makes the most sense. And then put the Living Seas back to what it was and let that be the educational part. And I would even argue, I'm going to be very honest with you. I would argue that if they really want to do it right, they would take the living seas out of Epcot completely and move it over to animal kingdom where I think it fits better. And they could use that part of future world for something that I'm going to talk about a little bit later. So I think that that, I honestly feel that that would be the best course of action. I feel that, that they could move all that to animal kingdom where it makes the most sense. Yeah, I I'm I love it. Let, let me be clear. I'm probably going to love every idea because I <laughs> love change. Um, I am not one of those park purists. Don't get me wrong. If they decided to close a big name attraction or attraction I really liked, I'd be sad. But I'm I'm not a person that is afraid of something changing. So um, uh, this is Speaking probably the one. Change. Speaking of change, did you hear that they're moving up the? the um the time frame for the princess and the frog in splash mountain they're going to expedite it yeah that, i heard that they're making that a big priority which doesn't surprise me but they yeah that one seemed to be on a they just had a, a big meeting and announced a bunch of stuff you know concept art you posted some of that in our facebook group and it looks mm-hmm. awesome but yeah the 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 redo of splash mountain seems to be one they're really trying to push yep all right what is your animal kingdom sir so um, you mentioned uh, Zootopia, and that was mine. Um, and and I I know it's going international, but um, I had not heard rumors of it domestically. Um, really? Yeah, I had only. Oh. I, I know it's going in international. I forget which park it is. I want to say it's somewhere in one of the Asian parks. But, now, granted, um, this wasn't necessarily a rumor by Disney. That, well, it might have been. This was about two years ago. There, when Rafiki's Planet Watch started doing seasonal operation and then completely shut down. The rumor was because you got to take a train out there. That's where they were going to pop it at. And I don't know if that's where you were thinking, but continue. Well, I actually uh, was thinking the exact same spot that you were going to take out, which okay. was the Dino land for the exact reason you said dinosaur is a ride that I really, really love, but the land just feels like it's kind of run its course. And even it feels a little bit out of place because like dinosaurs aren't 
alive right now and so it's this odd area kind of it feels shoehorned can, can i give you though one that I, I i i teased for a while sure i teased putting zootopia in for pandora oh no no and, no no you and i you and i could not be friends anymore if that happened and here here's the reasoning I, I decided you have I, rode the flight of passage right Yes, I have. And that, okay. and that, that, and uh, that flight of passage and the restaurant, honestly, were the two things that kind of kept me out of that. But honestly, the rest of it, I mean, it's a cool architectural thing, but otherwise the Navi Ritter journey, river journey, I'm just going to come out and say it. It sucks. It's not no, good. It doesn't. It's such a good ride. It, it's, it's not a good ride no. for the weight that it usually is. That, that's what I don't like about it. Wait, but once some of that, now you can get on it in less than an hour. I mean, or, or fast pass if you want, but you can get on in less than an hour. It's not, I think it's a beautiful ride. I absolutely, it's short. I'd love to see it go another three minutes, but yeah, yeah I can see what I can see now, you know, now I think about it, I can see why you might consider putting Zootopia over there. Think about all the, the environment they could do with Zootopia in that area. But I decided not to do that. Pandora, I'm I'm saying let's keep it. Um, but the Dino Land, I think, just needs to be updated. Um, but yeah. with the Zootopia world, you could do, you know, they have the trams, the sky trams in there. That'd be a nice movement around that you could ride a kind of a harken back to the sky tram that used to run in Magic Kingdom. For mm-hmm. kids, you could do like a become a ZPD officer and, and you do, you know, Judy hops comes out and you train with her and, and uh, her and Nick wild. Like that would be a fun, like interactive kids type show. And then really for a ride, you could do a very easy setup is you're on a ride along with Judy and Nick and something goes wrong and we have to chase someone around Zootopia. Like that would be a really easy plot. I think yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That'd be great. I like it. I like the idea. So we kind of had a similar area where we're going to get rid of Dino Kingdom or Dino Land. I think that makes a lot of sense. Okay. Where are we going to next? Let's go to, uh, let's, let's keep going back in order of release. So uh, Disney Hollywood Studios, let's go there. All right. Why don't you take the first one on this one? All right. So I, I thought long and hard, and today my idea changed. I actually had one idea, and I changed it. So I think that this is the perfect spot for the Fantasia experience. Oh, okay. And before I get to one other place, I'm going to describe this to you. So I think that Sorcerer Mickey and the whole, you know, Sorcerer's Apprentice and that music needs its own thrill ride. I think that is perfectly suited for... Uh, maybe not like a roller coaster, but something, you know, like a trackless ride or something like that, I think would really be conducive to it. And mm-hmm. then because Hollywood studios to me, cause, cause like you said, uh, in the animal kingdom thing, I, I, I didn't just try to shoehorn something in. I tried to think of, okay, what's the essence of this park? What is this park kind of like? Um, you know, it, it kind of was born out of this, what's behind the scenes of the movies and how are movies made. And so I I think you could pair this with after the ride, this really cool museum type thing where it talks about the technological advances of Fantasia, even possibly, I don't know if Disney has access access to this. I'm sure they do the like original Fantasound 
setup mm. and set that up in a theater and say, this is what would have been like to listen to it in 1940. That would wow. be mind blowing. I mean, you could even do the other stuff with other Fantasia elements. I mean, Sorcerer Mickey's kind of the big one. And what I would replace is the rock and roller coaster. Okay. Kind of back in that little corner over there. Okay. Yeah. I I think the, like the Aerosmith thing was cool when it came out and now it's not so much anymore. I think that corner means you can really that where that, that space is, you can kind of make it another world because you have to go down a path. And so to me, it doesn't break too much off. If I, unless I'm turned around, or sorry, Fantasmic is down that way, and that's kind of a Sorcerer Mickey kind of vibe as well. (laughs) Well, yeah, it kind of all fits over in that area. That that, I like that exactly. So yeah, that I think the Fantasia experience, and I'm gonna keep telling my backup things. the The other thing that I thought about in there was a Cars thing. I think that a a Cars experience would work. Well, they actually have a Cars over there. They they actually added a Cars experience over there. Well, I mean, but I think you can you can amp that up with like you're, you're almost saying like the over at Disneyland kind of thing is what you're saying. Yeah, like I, I yeah. think they could do more with cars at, at, yeah, at the yeah the whole World Lightning Park. McQueen Institute or whatever is kind of what they got. But you're right, I think they absolutely could do a, a cars experience over there, and it would make total sense. All right, so I'm going to actually give you my backup first, and then give you the one that I actually picked. So the backup that I had, which was kind of smaller, but the Beauty and the Beast live stage show over there has run its course. Like it, it, the costumes are falling apart for crying aloud. Um, <laughs> I would my backup over there. I thought just as a simple fix. Then I decided to go bigger. But the first one that I thought I would think it'd be fun for them to do kind of like a '90s nostalgic stage show review of the various '90s stage shows. A little bit of Aladdin, a little bit of Beauty and the Beast, a little bit of pocahontas a little bit of uh, hercules a little bit of you know take 10 or so shows and run 10 or so songs for a half an hour show or whatever as a kind of a, a tribute to the the renaissance era of disney in that amphitheater over there just that was just the thought pretty much saying hey millennials you're gonna like this <laughs> exactly all right so my actual trade-in though believe it or not is very similar to yours um except i took it one step further and i thought with how popular and we had a show on this the sorcerers of the magic kingdom franchises at the at magic kingdom how cool would it be to have a simulated ride where you are uh, mickey mouse's apprentice he's the he's the sorcerer he's the one with the hat sorcerer mickey you are his apprentice and you go on a simulated experience where you go and you go fight all these villains in the disney franchises you go and have a battle with um, Maleficent, you go have a battle with Zeus, you go have a battle with Chernabog, you go have a battle with, with um, you know, Mother, Mother Gothel. And the perfect spot that you could do it in, which I think doesn't fit where it's at anymore, is where Star Tours is at. I think Star Tours could mm. go away. And you could make that kind of a choose your own adventure, just like you have random adventures with star tours. How cool would it be to go on a sorcerer, Mickey uh, sorcerers of the magic kingdom, you're an apprentice and you get to choose your own adventure in real 3d kind of environment in that spot. I, I'm in, I'm 100% I figured you would in. be. I figured you would be. I was like, oh man, this, this is a perfect spot. Now granted, it's not in the magic kingdom and I, and I get that, but I think it could be a lot of fun to continue that franchise into this park. 
Well, and honestly, I think in general, Sorcerers of the Magic Kingdom, now you'd have to call it something a little bit different, but that would be a cool thing to set up across all four parks in my opinion. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, but that's that's a, another discussion for another day. And I get why they haven't, too. <laughs> All right. Let's move over to Epcot. Um, I'm going to go with this one. Um, go for it. I feel, and we've had an episode on this, that Disney is missing the boat. Not having any kind of an attraction based on this franchise. And I feel that all of that future world property that they they announced a year and a half ago or whatever they were going to kind of turn into this like living city on the inside with some Wreck-It Ralph themes that's fine I like Wreck-It Ralph I mean I love Wreck-It Ralph don't get me wrong but I feel that they could actually use Interventions West Interventions East all those pavilions I would love to see all of that converted into a Kingdom Hearts land Something ah. where, yeah, to where you could travel to the various, you know, again, I don't know enough about Kingdom Hearts. We should bring your friend back on. But to, you could travel to the various points of Kingdom Hearts. You could, I mean, you could do so much with it. And again, that whole future world of Epcot is just, it's its dead. And I know they have plans. I think some of it got scaled back because of COVID and, and I get all that. But I really do think that they should reconsider, could they get some rights from Square Enix and, and do something with the Kingdom Hearts franchise. I think it would fit really well in Epcot in that future world area. Um, I, I just think it'd be really fun in that dead space right now. Yeah, Future World really does need some help. And I and I hope it, I mean, it's already getting some, the Guardians of the Galaxy coaster will help. Um, yes. Like that that's going to help kind of amp it up. Because really right now, Future World your your main attractions are Soren and Test Track, and that's it. I mean, Mission yeah. Space kind of, but if you're not into simulators, you're not going to like it, and Journey into Imagination is just not what it was. Horrible. So it, Horrible. it, it yeah. really does need yeah. a, a boost. And so, the, joke, the joke was when Ellen's Energy Adventure was around, you'd go there for 40 minutes to fall asleep. It was like a fall asleep nap ride. So What a weird can – I, can I just like really quick say what a weird attraction that was. I never got a chance to see it. I never it was weird. I, I, I heard they took – you saw dinosaurs in it or something. I, I don't know. But. Yeah, there was animatronic Ellen DeGeneres in it. Like it, it, it oh, was. That's creepy. It was, it was very weird. If, at someday, when when you're when you want to take a nap, look up a YouTube video, and in about twenty minutes, you'll be asleep. POV it. All right, what's yours, buddy? So I also stuck to Future World, and I you mentioned Wreck It Ralph, and I I took that, and I think they could create a game central station that would have offshoots to the games that would be various things. And Ooh. where I'm putting this, I'm replacing both Test Track and Mission Space. Oh. So Test Track becomes Sugar Rush, and that becomes, you can use the same exact track, or I don't care, but yeah. that becomes then a race through the Sugar Rush land. Ooh, okay. Um, then... Mission space building, in my mind, becomes, I think you could do another ride that is Hero's Duty, that is an interactive one where you have to shoot the Cybugs and make it to the Citadel, and uh, like the, you could do that. That game is set up as a ride already. 
And then while like Fixit Felix Jr., the other kind of main game, I, I don't think really lends itself to a ride. You could very easily do that as a restaurant or a store. You could, if you could get the rights to other video games, like they make a reference in that movie of like they go to Tappers to get root beer. Like if you, you do like a, a, you could do like a, you could do like a kids a kids play zone for Fixed Felix. Yeah, absolutely. Like uh, I like the, the idea of Tappers for like a restaurant or for like getting a drink or whatever. That could be a lot of fun. You know, it would be a good like central hub if you really want to take out complete make make Spaceship Earth the central hub. That Ooh. then launches you out into all these different directions for these games. Yeah. Like, I just like the idea of a game central yeah. station that you enter like this that. world where where you can then offshoot into certain things. And, and I think the Wreck-It Ralph, uh, while I think the second one got mixed reviews, the first one is pretty generally liked. And I, and I think that it lends itself, because it's a video game, it lends itself so well to this futuristic world... It, it, it lends itself really well to, I think, what Epcot is trying to do. Well, and that's kind of what they were trying to do with some of those future world, um, some of those future world, the, 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 the announcement they made. It wasn't going to be a complete Wreck-It Ralph, but that was going to be a big portion of it. The 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 first um, Wreck-It Ralph did, or the second Wreck-It Ralph actually did pretty good. They they grossed $529 million against the $175 million budget. The original Wreck-It Ralph, actually only grossed 471 million. So the second one was a bigger hit than the first one. Yeah. I, I mean, I think that has to do with its recognizable characters. So like if yeah. kids like the first one, they're going to go see the second one. Yeah. I, I think my biggest problem with the second one is because it's about the internet, it's not going to age well in 20 years. We're going to look at that movie and go, Ooh, maybe ooh. although they, although they did take the well, yes and no. I think the one that came out that was kind of like a, like a half a year before it, that was not Disney. Uh, who's um, the, the emoticon movie? That's not going to age well. I reckon Ralph too might. I I can see where you're going with it, but I think that they did some liberties that were Disney specific, like that whole princess scene. That's going to age really well. I mean, that, oh that yeah, was a- well yeah, though. absolutely. But no, so I like bef- where you're going with it. I like so where you're before going. before we move on. Um, I I I do have a fix for Journey into Imagination. Okay. Combine it with Inside Out. It it to me. Oh, I like that. The marriage is perfect. Where everybody wants to keep Figment in the park. Inside Out is all about your emotions. It would be very easy to like enter the mind of Riley or another kid. I whatever, and then Figment is the figment of your imagination. Like that marriage is just perfect. Just get rid of Figment and just make it an inside out attraction. No, I mean, no, do not get I mean, rid of Figment. <laughs> I mean the thing about it is is anyone who's well, I'm 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 me excluded, but anyone who's twenty or under probably doesn't really even know who Figment really is. So I mean in ten or twelve years that's probably gonna go away anyway. That's the problem with IP though, too. If you were to make it inside out, IP ages unless it's one of those legacy IPs, but I don't know. Okay. On to the big one, my friend. The Magic Kingdom, the one that is celebrating its 50th anniversary next year. You have the honors of going first. Okay, so um, can I do two? Is that okay? <laughs> as long as you don't steal mine, but yeah, go ahead. Okay, well, I'll do I'll do the one that I originally planned, and then I'll circle back. So in case right. in, in, in case you decided to do this one. I doubt, so I, I doubt that you have this, but go ahead. <laughs> I think that in general, Tomorrowland is the one that needs the biggest boost. And I know it's coming that, you know, Tron light cycle run is, is coming, 
but you know, I, I, Magic Kingdom to me is where there was the most potential for this. Like there's so much going on and I just couldn't quite pinpoint it. But one of my favorite franchises is Big Hero 6. And I think Mm -hmm. that a Big Hero 6, I don't want to say land, but experience uh, would be really great in Tomorrowland. And I'm Mm -hmm. replacing Buzz Lightyear Space Ranger Spin and the Monsters Inc. Laugh Floor. I think both of those could go out. Yeah. And um, you know, I, I, partly I like Buzz Lightyear Space Ranger. I mean, Stitch is empty right now. You could even do it there. Yeah, no, that would be another. That I guess I, I didn't do it there because that felt like, uh, yeah, I'm just getting rid of something that's terrible and empty for something <laughs> that's good like that. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, and and even depending on the the scope of this land, because I think it'd be really cool to get the San Francisco bridge in there somehow. That would be a really cool. I see that. Yeah. Do you think that that strays too far from Walt's vision of Tomorrowland though? I mean, maybe that's okay. I mean, it's played its course and it's too hard to think with Tomorrowland is Tomorrowland becomes today land and becomes yesterday land real quick. I mean, that's the problem that they're having with future world that it's hard to be like, this is the world of tomorrow when it's not. One thing I think it would do is it would help connect the carousel of progress because a big part of Big Hero 6 is new inventions. And I mean, that's how the movie starts is Hiro Hamada is showing off his invention at this invention fair. And so you could really make do I I don't want to say get rid of carousel of progress. I thought that was going too far. Well, you know, it's funny you say that, though, because. That was on my thought process, and I didn't put this on my thing, but I, to, before I let you finish your point, there is an argument to be made that Carousel of Progress could very easily, it's more like a museum. It's more like a, something you'd see at a modern-day museum. I could see Carousel of Progress maneuvering its way to one of the Walt Disney Family Museums in either California or in Illinois, or even finding its way over into Disney Springs as just as an attraction you pay to go into or something, or even just as just something it's, it's kind of worn its place in its park, but it could still be placed somewhere and Tomorrowland could become that much more. Yeah. And I think you could even, again, you could, if you wanted to get rid of that and, and theme it big hero six, I think that would be like the invention fair type thing where you could keep the, there's a great big, beautiful tomorrow kind of in that. So I, I think there's something there, you know, clearly a ride is, is, is I think would be very conducive. I, I don't, didn't exactly have a right kind of idea that I had, but, I, but big hero six, the adventure part of it all. And the, you know, the final battle scene is, is very, ride like so I, I i think that could be something that could be that could be really really cool and i think would be a really cool again if you built that bridge a really cool kind of thing to look at and would kind of just give tomorrowland yeah. along with tron's light cycle that little bit of boost i i agree with you i think they're missing the boat in tomorrowland they could do so much with i mean honestly they could if you took a big if you didn't even do big hero six it could become tron i mean you could literally make it the, the circuits of the movie Tron or Tron Legacy. And I, I mean, there's so much they could do over there. All right, before I give mine, what's your other one? I, I want to hear it. So um, I think Aladdin is criminally underrepresented because yes, the one ride is like Dumbo light and yep. it, there's a camel that spits water. 
So yep. um, yep. I think that you take out the Jungle Cruise mm-hmm. and you throw up a Cave of Wonders and it pretty much becomes like a almost almost a flight of passage on the magic carpet and it's escape yeah. from the cave of wonders. Yeah. I think it's brilliant. I think it's brilliant. The queue could absolutely be the cave of wonders. Yeah. And I mean, you could, Oh my God, that'd be amazing. I love it. Although I will tell you, I think we've probably alienated every diehard Disney fan, original parks fan with everything that we've chosen to get well, rid of. But, but, no, let, I, me, I, but uh, let, let me say this, that this was again, some of the, some of the fun of this exercise. And I, and I challenge you, the listeners to do this because mm-hmm. you know, we, we like to think, and don't get me wrong. Disney world does have a lot of land, but we like to think that it's just so easy to plug and play and ultimately, if we want some of these brand new attractions like your Flight of Passages, like your Rise of Resistance, if we want more of that stuff to come, at some point, stuff is going to have to phase out. Yep, absolutely. So mine's a little bit less drastic. Um, I, you know, I went with bigger lands. Now I'm looking at my list here. I had two lands and a major ride in the, my last three. But this one, I went a little bit smaller. This was actually the first one I came up with. One of the biggest atrocities, one of the biggest uh, problems that I have found with Walt Disney World that Disneyland does not have is that Disneyland offers the opportunity to have a meet and greet with the original, which is not Mickey Mouse. You have the ability to meet Oswald the Lucky Rabbit. I have, I don't know if I've talked about it much on this particular show, this particular, even the, the whole pod, but Oswald the Lucky Rabbit is my absolute favorite character in all of Walt Disney history. And for those of you who don't know who Oswald is, Oswald came before Mickey Mouse. He is circa 1927, not 1928. And and he was a rabbit that Walt um, uh, drew and, and his animators drew and they had animated cartoons. But Walt, not being the businessman, and Roy kind of wasn't involved in the business at this point yet, he didn't own the rights to Oswald. And the company um, that Universal then eventually bought uh, owned the rights. And when Walt said, hey, we want to produce more of these cartoons, but it's going to cost a little bit more, the company said, well, sorry, we'll pay some other animators to make them. We don't need you anymore. And he lost Oswald. And it famously is he, on the train ride back, as the, as the story goes, he was on the train right back. He saw a mouse on the train, and then he drew the idea for Mickey Mouse on the train, and then there was a stop somewhere where he called his wife and said everything's going to be okay. And that's kind of how the idea for Mickey Mouse was born. But Oswald's the original, and the, the funny story about Oswald is that Oswald remained out of Disney's possession until 2000 and I believe it was 2006 or 2007. I think um, six. When, yeah, when they traded... Universal traded the rights for the Oswald character back to Disney for sportscaster Al Michaels of all. This things, is my right? favorite story. It, it's just amazing. So why do I tell you all that? Because he's un- grossly underrepresented. Um, when they first got the rights back to them, they came out with a couple of video games, Epic Mickey, Epic Mickey 2. Um, they brought the, the meet and greet with him over at Disneyland, but they've never brought the meet and greet over to Walt Disney World, apparently with one exception. I, I've heard a rumor out there that he was out and about at some kind of special function, and I don't know what it was. But for the general public, he's never been out there. So that leaves me, where would this go? I have never understood the whole idea of having Magician Mickey and Tinkerbell 
in the town theater up front. It doesn't make any sense to me. I don't know why Tinkerbell's there. Why can't she be back in Fantasyland where she belongs? And why Magician Mickey? There is nowhere on property other than Epcot, and it's it's hit or miss whether you actually get Mickey over there. You can't meet regular Mickey Mouse. You can't meet him in Magic Kingdom. You meet Magician Mickey. You meet Sorcerer Mickey at, at uh, Hollywood Studio. You meet Safari Mickey in Animal Kingdom. You meet Chef Mickey at Chef Mickey's. I believe you get to meet regular Mickey at Epcot uh, in, in the character area, although I think that's closed off right now. So huh. you're right. I think, I think that in the town theater, how cool would it be to have a meet and greet with Oswald and Mickey Mouse together? as the originals that started this company. You get to meet Mickey in one line, you move over to the next one, you get to meet Oswald or vice versa. You get to meet, it's a two-in-one shot. To me, that I, that would be, like, that is a dream come true to put Oswald and regular Mickey Mouse in that, that spot. Because you don't get, it used to be that you could meet regular Mickey Mouse back when the Mickey's uh, um, Toontown was back there. You could meet him in his house. But, yeah, like, I, I just don't get to be the two of them though, as a pair in one shot, I think would be amazing in that town theater. That that seems to fit as well. Like it that does. Better. I, I agree with you that Tinkerbell does seem like an odd one to meet there. And, and to me, that's not a good pair. No. Like if I'm, if, if I want to meet Mickey mouse, I'm not sure I want to meet Tinkerbell and vice versa. Well, and, you spl- and you split off. I mean, you have to pick either Tink or Mickey Mouse. So what if you got a family where one kid wants to meet Mickey and one kid wants to meet Tink? You got to go in two separate lines, but they're in the same area. Where this way, put Tink back in Fantasyland. There's no reason why you can't use, you know, put her over, over, over. I mean, honestly, get rid of the Winnie the Pooh ride and put her over there or put her in with the princesses. I don't know. I just, there's a number of places back over in that area where I think you could use that land a little bit better and do a meet and greet with Tinkerbell. Heck, use the little pavilion by the castle. I mean, that, that, I think Merida, Merida or Tiana meets there from time to time. Put Tink there. I think the novelty of Tinkerbell has worn off a little bit. So I think that maybe would make sense. But yeah, Oswald, I mean, seriously, they sell Oswald ears at Disney World, but that's all you get. So. Yeah, definitely more Oswald. Would you ever want a um, Steamboat Willie ride? Um, no, I, no. I mean, I think if they were, if I, I don't think it would have to be a full blown ride. Although I think it could be fun. The Mark Twain that's there uh, between, oh, um, yeah. they could make that a Steamboat Willie ride, or have or just have Steamboat Willie piloting the the ride. I mean, that'd be fun. I mean, just just to get the image of Steamboat. I mean, there's a number of things that they could do. Plus, you kind of get a little bit of Steamboat Willie in Phantasmic at the end. So that's true. Um, you know, so you get a little bit there. I don't really think you'd have to do a ride on that. But all right, I am looking at the time. It is well past closing time, sir. Uh, I think we have got to close out the show. How do they get a hold of us? First of all. Uh... If you have your own ideas, what would be your this for that? Get on our socials and let us know. Those socials are Facebook, Beers and Ears Podcast, Twitter and Instagram, at BeersEars1928. You can also email us your idea, BeersAndEars1928 at gmail.com. We love hearing from you all. We get emails every so often. You guys are are. Uh, posting stuff on the Facebook page and and uh, tagging stuff in, in Twitter and Instagram. And it's really great to hear from you listeners. We really do love hearing that. Um, as always, please rate and review us. Five stars, five stars. It really does help us. 
And we are back to our Rhythm Tuesdays and Fridays. We got some great holiday episodes coming up. Yes, we do. And, you know, you heard us talk about this at the top of the show in the advertisement um, when you make that purchase. That Bluetooth uh, speaker, the one that's got our logo on it, um, if you rate and review us five stars, snap a picture, send it over to us, or I got a better one. We're going to put this one out there now through the end of the year. Share one of our episodes with your timeline and snap a picture of it and send it to us and we will put you into a drawing to win one of 10 of those Bluetooth speakers with our logo on it just by sharing the links that we put out in the Facebook page or on on Twitter. Share it and snap a picture of it and and send it to us and uh, we'll put you in a drawing uh, now through the end of the year. So same if you uh, want to share it in the story on Instagram. Uh, yes, uh, we'll, we'll whatever social media. Well. Yeah, we're just trying to get some more exposure. It'd be really helpful. So, um, okay. Uh, that said, uh, let's raise our glasses, Matt. This episode has been on us. Have a wonderful rest of your day, your night, whenever you're watching this, and we'll see you again real soon. Happy Black Friday, everybody. Stay safe. Wear your mask. Bye.